Tricky and Thomas. Thomas, what's up? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to finally talk uh, some wrestling, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh, my God. So, for those that are listening, how long did we just spend trying to get the mics to work and to get everything to work? Uh, at least 30 minutes. Uh, just just on that, not to mention that we've rescheduled this show four times. Yeah, I think it's about four times. Due to various life events. So, right. yeah, we're, uh, we're here. We're ready. Uh, talking some wrestling. Excited to go. Cats in the background. We're doing it. We're doing it. Let's, let's go. And a little fun fact right now, Katie's in Colorado right now for a work trip. Oh, that's fun. Right? And she has no idea where she's at, so... She's doing great. Yeah, good. Good start. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, where do we begin? So, since the last that we've talked, it was right before All Out. Um, I just want to say I had a blast at All Out this year. It, the pay-per-view was a lot of fun. Uh, the atmosphere, which we'll get into a few matches here in a bit, just were insane in person. But, obviously... The big talk of everything is what happened after All Out backstage between CM Punk, Ace Steel, and The Elite. Um, I let's hear let's hear your thoughts on this. What what, what like went through like your thought process when you first heard of like what was going on backstage? You know, I think the big thing is that it started with the scrum, right? It started with the media scrum and, and CM Punk calling out uh, the EVPs and calling out Hangman and calling out MJF a little bit, um, you know, and, and basically just shitting on them. I, I mean, and this was not an in-character promo. This was Phil Brooks, the man, uh, talking about his grievances, airing his grievances next to Tony Khan, um, you know, who's who's sitting next to his cash cow, uh, frankly, you know, caught unaware, trying to figure out the best path forward, I'm sure. Um, and and then, yeah, and then we have these backstage shenanigans that led to, you know, led to suspensions, led to uh, lots of things which we'll get into. But, yeah, I think um, you know, the first thing, this is something you and I have talked about before, Tricky, which is just this, like, if you want CM Punk, you have to you have to take all of him. Yep. Like he, it's not a it's you're you're not now. I was I think all of us were thinking. Well, it's been seven years. He seems genuinely like just uh, appreciative to be back and and all of that. And you know that that kind of wore off in what six months. Sure. Um, 
and uh yeah I, I think that's tough um that it 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 really went downhill very quickly um you know ace steel gets his big moment on dynamite um and then uh yeah he he also then uh bites kenny omega who's just trying to get a dog out of the situation trying to save larry for the second time that night mind you that larry needed to be saved um so yeah i it's a it's not a good look um particularly on cm punk and ace steel it's not the best look on uh the young bucks and kenny omega but i also think like i don't know uh maybe this is bias it's whatever but like i'm on the side of kenny and the bucks in this situation um because i think like look he said come come find me they came and found him and then (laughs) ace and cm punk attacked so i don't know I, i you know i just think it's it was really uh it's a really sad situation because there's really there was really good business to be had not to mention punk is hurt again um the AEW title uh is uh is punk's microphone to me right like a the AEW title is punk's greatest adversary and it injures him every time just like my microphone injures my uh ability (laughs) to do podcasts so um yeah i I think that it's it's uh i i don't know i I, do you cut bait now maybe it's we're kind of in limbo we don't really know what's going on with punk we know that the bucks and and kenny and and several other folks have been suspended for their role in it but no update as far as i know on on punk and ace steel yeah it's it's very strange because it's like we quickly heard about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega um, getting suspended rather quickly. Uh, along with them was Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler were also suspended. Um, that makes me wonder, like, what the hell did they do to get suspended? Like, if they were just trying to break up the fight, or like, I, it's just wild to me. And apparently MJF was, like, a witness, like, to the whole thing. Right. Um and he kind of just stayed out of it. Um, I, speaking of MJF for a second, it makes me kind of wonder, did he, like, take a break from AEW due part to CM Punk? Mm-hmm. Did Punk piss him off to where he's like, I want out of this place now. Like, Punk is coming in, taking his spot. Now he's pissed off. Punk's making it X amount of dollars. And MJF maybe just feels like, you know, he just got shot on a little bit by Tony Khan and AEW, which I don't think he's wrong in feeling that way because he is easily was their top draw for the company at the time when he was around. Um, so I kind of think that did have a little bit to play or did have more to play in this than I think we we're being led on. But however, going back now to the brawl and everything, the fight, I still just, I still can't believe that Kenny Omega got bit. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we doing? As we've talked about, and I've seen several times on Twitter, if y'all haven't seen Ace Steel, he looks like someone who's going to bite you. Um, and then he did. So uh, he did. It's, it's not surprising necessarily, but it is still wild that in 2022, someone's getting bit in the locker room. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And not to mention a chair was thrown. Oh, my God. I forgot about the chair. Knocked out Nick Jackson. 
Um, and I just love that the, <laughs> so when this all broke, for whatever reason, in which I think is hilarious, the CM Punk Ace Steel side of the story ended up coming out to the general public first, which mm-hmm. right there to me is a red flag. Yep. How quickly they got their side out and how their door was kicked down by the young bucks and all this stuff. I'm like, this sounds just doesn't, this, it just does not sound remotely true, in my opinion. Especially I, if you saw the other stuff. Like, there's no way. Right. Like, yeah. I think you could just say bullshit immediately when you read that. And then a few days later it passes. Then you hear the Young Buck side of the story. And it's just like, this sounds accurate. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't there, but this sounds legit. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I just think it's so funny that like, part of that story was Kenny Omega saved the dog that he was getting bit. And then, like, the whole running joke, apparently, between the three of them was, I thought the dog bit me, but find out it was just steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, yep, that's the real story, because they're already making jokes about it. So, um, and then all of a sudden, the CM Punk and a steel side of the story changes. Like, yep. it's like, okay, you guys are clearly the guilty party. And what the Unbuck side of the story was, is that they did not break down the door. They knocked on the door and let themselves in after announcing mm-hmm. themselves. And apparently CM Punk did not want anything to do with them. And CM Punk started yelling at them and started throwing punches out of nowhere, which caused Ace Steel to legitimately lose his mind, throw a chair yeah. um, at Nick. Because Nick, I guess he was under the assumption that Nick jumped in with Matt to beat up CM Punk, which wasn't the case. Apparently, Nick was trying to pull Matt away from CM Punk. Ace Steel through uh-huh. the chair. Kenny Omega's picking up a dog. <laughs> it's just... I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. Didn't Steel say at one point like his wife was in there too or something like that? Yeah, so that was the whole thing that was like bullshit. Is because yeah. apparently he lost his mind because his wife was in there and he wanted to protect his wife because the Young Bucks came in all pissed off, which is just like Dude, what? Yeah. So if Katie's in the other room and somebody just walks in, I can lose my mind and throw shit and bite somebody. (laughs) I mean, it, it, it's just, it's so wild. We talked about this, uh, over text, I think, but like, how has 2022 just been like the most wild wrestling year? Dude, it's, it just gets crazier. It all started with Cody Rhodes jumping Mm -hmm. ship. And then he even said it. He even said it on a podcast. He was like, "I just think this year is just—it's going to be so much fun, but at the same time, chaos is going to take over the wrestling world, and it's going to be like too much at one point." And he was so spot on. He was so spot on. Um, well, speaking of Cody, I mean, he also alluded to the fact that CM Punk making more was a big reason he made his decision. Yeah. And like, if they're, uh, if they're that, that's where their priority is and he's not going to be their priority, then, you know, he wants to go somewhere else where he can, you know, try to bet on himself and, and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, obviously we know he's still recovering from his injury, but he was, he was on a hot streak. Um, so that's not, uh, you know, I think, I think his bet paid off. We'll see how it goes under new management, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, it, it's, it's really disheartening. 
as a punk fan as you and I both are. Um, and I also think like, I, I think it's gotta be hard. I'm not going to make any excuses for punk. Like he is who he is. Um, I do think it's gotta be hard to be like, he's, he is making up for lost time. He's still seven years ago, right? Like he's right. not eight years ago now. Like that's where he still is. And the wrestling world has caught up to his skill. Yep, and that's really hard because he is not—he's legitimately not the best anymore. No, and I, I imagine that that is really difficult. I know that's a, that's a really good point. I'd never thought about it that way before. Like it—it it has to be extremely difficult on him. I get like a hundred percent. Um, and maybe that's why he's been losing his mind a little more and more here and there. But man, it's just like what you said earlier. It's just like it—how quickly it switched from just happy punk to he fucking hates everything now. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it's, it's really like he, he just, he's the type of person that there, there is nothing in life that satisfies him. No. And, and I feel for that. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm very similar. Um, I, I don't think I'm as much of a miserable prick about it, but, uh, you know, like I, I understand that mindset, but like at some point you got to just be like, this is me, you know what I mean? Like, this is on me to like the, the problems are following me. It's not the other way around. And I'm not saying anything about he was done dirty by WWE. There is no doubt about it. Like that does not take away any of this. And like, he, he's never been the, you know, the, the popular one in terms of, uh, people, you know, wanting to hang out with this guy. Right. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so the suspensions, I've actually, be, right before we uh, jumped on, Fightful Select uh, reported that nobody knows the uh, length of the suspensions, and even the talent that has been suspended, they don't know how long they're suspended for. As of right now, it's still indefinitely. I guess they're waiting for the outside investigation to conclude before they make any final arrangements. But uh, one thing to note, Kenny Omega, Christopher Daniels, and Michael Nakazawa are currently in Japan um, promoting AEW right now. So it does kind of seem like that those three and maybe even Brandon Cutler maybe won't be suspended after this week. It kind of seems like they're already, their suspension's already up. And which, to be completely honest, I don't think Kenny Omega should really be suspended. <laughs> I think he was yeah, just Kenny kind of there. was suspended for getting bit, basically. Right. <laughs> right. They said, uh, like, uh, the reports all said that he was the most calm and he was just trying to talk smooth things over. And it's just like, what the fuck happened? And I don't blame AEW for suspending everybody in that situation. You know, you got to do what you got to do, especially when a fight like that happens. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but I get it. I don't suspect that the Young Bucks will be suspended too much longer either. Um, yeah. If Eddie Kingston got away for with punching Sammy Guevara in the face, got suspended for a month, um, I would suspect that the Bucks and Kenny will probably be suspended for three weeks to a month as well. Um, yeah, I'm thinking a return probably the week after Grand Slam would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. But now we go to CM Punk and A Steel. Um, a couple websites, I, I think it's the Wrestling Report or Wrestling News, wherever it's called, um, 
they have been the only ones that report that CM Punk and ACL have been suspended. Uh, nobody else has gotten any information. Even Fightful Select has even gone on record to say that they still have not confirmed whether or not he is suspended or not. And with Punk being out for eight months, to Sean Ross Sapp and his opinion was that he it's highly unlikely to see CM Punk back in AEW. Mm. Um, at this point, I kind of think it's probably best for AEW if Punk doesn't come back. That's yeah. weird saying that as a big Punk fan, but if he's causing this much drama this quickly, not just barely a year into his like return mm-hmm. run, you got fucking issues, man. Like that's yeah, it's crazy. This was this was a company that didn't have remotely close to any problems. Nope. A year ago, they nope. were a close. It seemed like a close, like close to close family. Oh my god, I can't believe. I don't know why I can't say <laughs> that. I think I hit my pen too hard. Um, <laughs> and now it's just like it seems like everything's falling apart backstage. It just seemed like yeah. it was getting crazier and crazier. And then apparently the vibe backstage on Wednesday, the last Wednesday night on Dynamite, apparently the vibe was great and the wrestlers were yeah. happy. And like, yeah. it's like, was Punk really like that big of an issue? Like, where yeah. they just were so miserable? It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy thing to think about. You know, I was I was listening to um, someone. I can't remember who it was. Uh, maybe uh, might have been uh, Kazim, but someone was saying that you know, there's a lot of people, and and we've heard this, I think, over the years too, of like who will say like if you are in Punk's inner circle, there's nothing he wouldn't do for you. Right. He's you know he's a saint. He uh, will always go to bat for you. Like you're his best friend. But if you're not, you're his worst enemy. Right. And so like I think like there probably are genuinely people like FTR who are like bummed out, right? That this is not, you know, that, that they can't continue with him, you know, and, and things like that. I'm sure there are, there, there are folks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Tony Khan feels that way to a degree, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Um, but I do think like, to your point, like at some point you got to do what's right for, you know, it's, it's like, it's the whole like, good for society versus good for the individual right like i think mm-hmm. at a certain point you gotta do what's right for the whole group of talent and now it's eight months is a long time right if he's going to be out eight months maybe that that is enough time to to smooth things over and figure things out i don't i i, I just don't know how you trust it moving right forward. So that's the big thing the trust is gone yeah 100 percent. like i wouldn't be able to trust him if he came back um, John Moxley sure seems like he fucking hates him. Um, yeah. yeah. MJF even took, I mean, some shots, and I mean that was expected, but there's just some shots like throughout the night by the whole roster towards CM Punk that was kind of like we don't want you back, basically. Yep. And Punk being Punk, he probably will come back just to piss off everybody else. Like, right. And that's what scares me. It's kind of like Tony Khan, kind of step in make the right call but like you said eight months is a long time um if he is suspended he's going to be suspended on top of that eight months yeah so he's not even going to be back for at least a year right yeah yeah i think i think that's right and and to your point like i i think tony khan is 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 in an interesting place right We're, we're three years in um you know and and 
you know, in, in kind of the business world, if you if you can make it three years, like you're on pretty good footing, right? Because um, a lot of things fold up within a couple years. Um, and, you know, I think they had a really strong identity for a while. And then they did, like, they did change some things, right? They, they really did, you know, they've had a, a huge push of, of bringing in talent, both from the ROH uh, acquisition and from, uh, you know, talents from all over not just wwe i know that that's where people get stuck on but um you know they 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 uh, they they certainly have their homegrown talent as well i think what tony khan i think tony khan's in, a, in an interesting position right now because i think he he kind of has to make the decision and it may, it's not as dire as what i'm about to say but i think it's it's to the point of like do you want to be loved or do you want to be respected yeah and I think you got to make that choice. Um, and whatever choice you make, that's fine. But you got to figure out how you can work with it in your in your business. And it's really hard to be the owner that everybody loves and to also get the respect that you need. Because, frankly, CM Punk was the most disrespectful you could be to an employer that night. Yep. Um, and in front of his face. And that is something you can't let go. Like, you just can't allow that. And so I think he just needs to figure out how to how to balance that better. Yep, I agree. I think moving forward, the pressers, if anybody starts going off like that, I think Tony Khan's definitely jumping in and cutting him off now. Um, another thing, since all this shit has been so widely talked about, one of the other things that hasn't been talked about almost at all is Tony Storm calling out Thunder Rosa's yes. apparent yeah, fake injury. Um, yeah. This was reported like a few weeks ago, like when she dropped belt or when she announced her injury. It was kind of reported a few weeks ago that she might not be injured, and AEW sent her home to work on her attitude because she pissed off the entire women's roster. Like not just like one person, like the entire roster. She pissed off. Yeah. And I think it's kind of showing that if you go back, there's a dynamite that happened. Let's see, I want to say it was about three or four weeks ago. It was when Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm teamed up against Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch that match. Um, oh my God, it's Jamie in the head? Yes. And after oh. that, like Jamie Hayter's face and Britt Baker's face during that match was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like they were not happy. Even Tony Storm had a face of like, w- like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, and Jamie, if you if you watch Jamie Hader for the rest of that match, she is she wants nothing to do with Thunder Rosa, and she gives her some fucking receipts back. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. bad. Yeah. And that was the night she debuted that new shirt too, that said like sandbag and all the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like it makes me wonder yep. if there is some shit going on backstage with. Tony Storm and everybody else, or uh, excuse me, Thunder Rosa and everybody else. I mean, I think you're, I think you're spot on, and I think that is like, like you said, like it's, it's, it's one of those things that has like started kind of in the back, and it started to really pick up steam, and I, I think it is starting to be noticeable, it, you know, even in the ring, which is, which is a real shame. Thunder Rosa is extremely talented, um, and you know, her, her, we know her series with Britt was amazing, and you know, there, it, it's really unfortunate. And, you know, I do think, like, I saw a meme uh, a couple weeks ago that, like, 
it was like sexy star that like it took off the mask and it was Thunder Rosa underneath. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like that's that is kind of that's what it reminds me of is like all the stuff that was going on with sexy star and um yeah, it, it, it's really shitty and it's so I, I don't understand it. Like that, that's bizarre. the thing. Like I wish I could ask her like where is this coming from? Like is it like a I feel like I need to be tough and prove myself? Is it that like I don't care. Like, I don't think it's that I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm just so curious about that. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's bizarre. It's strange. Um, you're the champ. Like, right. act like the champ. I don't know. And instead of like, I mean, I understand like her frustration with maybe like not getting like promo time or like featured there was a stretch there where she wasn't really getting featured on dynamite as the champ which i thought was weird too but mm-hmm. at the same time like the women's roster in AEW isn't the best i like it i personally like it but i understand yeah. on like a green level like where everybody's at i mean jade cargill is one of my favorite wrestlers around right now but her match at all out really showed how green she still is no pun intended yep, yep. <laughs> No, for uh, sure. And I think, I think that's totally fair. And is that it, right? Is it just like, I'm sick of working with a bunch of people who don't know how to work? But that can't be her problem because she's been working with Tony Storm, Britt Baker, and Jamie Hayter for the last like two months. So right. there's no way that's the problem now. Right. Um, yeah. It's just wild. Um, is there any other drama that happened at All Out that I can think of? Uh, oh, CM Punk and Moxley looked like they were mouthing off to each other at the end of their match. Mm hmm. I don't know if you caught that at all, because they that did not look like a thank you. Those looked like fuck yous and fuck offs, yeah. <laughs> like more than anything. Yeah, and and I I I think, uh, probably strategic on Punk's part to not call Mox out because he would have got his ass kicked. Yes, um, and he knew he knew that. Um, so I, I, yeah, I I definitely did notice that. Um, you know, I think the. It's, it's, you know, it's a weird coincidence question mark, but like we talked about like after, you know, uh, it was a double or nothing, um, it was double or nothing revolution. I literally can't remember anymore. Uh, with, with Wardlow, right. Um, like not getting the shine that he should have gotten for his match. Right. And, and then MJF comes back and the same thing happens to him. Like he doesn't. He doesn't get the, he's not the story at the end of the night. And I think there's like, as much as we don't know the exact full story of Winon, is, is it, is it karmic <laughs> justice that happened? I don't right. know. Um, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily fully believe that, but I also think like, uh, you know, it, it's a shame, frankly, because MJF was obviously so over, um, when he showed back up. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a, it, he'll be fine, of course, because he's that good. Um, but it's a shame that that got overshadowed because, because of all this. Right. Yep. But it is, but you're right. It's like, it came full circle. It's like, all right, you deserve it a little bit. You fucking shit on Wardlow. Now, right. now you don't get it. But at the same time, after Wednesday night, people were like, all right, MJF's just, the fucking man yeah. like he's so good um going back to all out now let's talk about some fucking wrestling um yeah <laughs> get away from this drama for a little bit um today like 
today and yesterday, like the first two days, I'm like, there has been no wrestling news reported. It's kind of nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, because yeah. when everything was going on, I was glued to my phone, like looking for updates, looking for news. Like, I wanted every little thing, but I, at the same time, I think I burned myself out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I ended up buying Fightful Select for five bucks a month. <laughs> it's a but, good uh, five dollars. It, it really is. It really is. Um, but on to some wrestling. Before we get, before we talk about like the couple things from All Out, um, let's go to Clash, uh, Clash of the Castle for a second. Because yeah. that crowd and that show was awesome. It was. Um, I finally got around to watching it last night before I fell asleep. And fucking Walter and Seamus. Holy shit. What a match. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second five star match that Dave gave out to WWE, uh, this year, which is, which is unheard of, uh, which is, uh, yeah, it's totally fair, uh, in most cases, but not always. Holy shit. What a match. Like I was glued. Um, like I, um, and, and it was really hard, right? Because like the next night is, is Eddie and, and Ishii. And I think, like, they tried some more things in that match, mm-hmm. but the match with Sheamus and, and Walter was just brutality. Like, it, just, it was just pure. Oh my God. Both, both those men looked like they legit went through a war that night. And, and buddy Sheamus is over right now. Over. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. I just wish that if I could just make a few changes. Number yeah. one, he is, his name is fucking Pete Dunn. We call him Pete <laughs> yeah. Dunn. And yes. number two, switch out, switch out Rich Holland. I still yes. don't trust Rich Holland. He's injured. I, I just no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and there's plenty of there's plenty of guys now that they've dissolved NXT UK. Like there's plenty of guys that can sit in that role, right? Yep. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, I, it, this is one of those times where I'm like, it, even even though it would kind of suck to not see uh bait with them uh like why not throw trent seven in that little group right like right. i think he's in so yeah put, put all three of them with him sure yeah that would actually be awesome yeah oh my god that there it is right there then you can have them all dress up like the peaky blinders gimmick that they were trying to go for because <laughs> yep. they kind of did it anyways as mustache mountain it's true um so like yeah it's i mean it's the answer's sitting right there in front of their face, whether they want to do it or not. But right. and then you have Imperium back together, which that uh-huh. was awesome. But I was like, God damn it, just change his fucking name back to Walter and give him his old <laughs> music back. I know. I know. I feel like uh, it's coming. I feel like it is coming, but they're going to take their time with it. Uh, maybe at like a baby face turn or something. Did you see what he said about it? What What Walter said about it? No, I did not. He was just like, they, they'd asked him, I don't know if this was recent or not or whatever, but he was like, he's like, look at me when I was Walter and look at me when I'm Gunther. And like, he's like, to me, like, it signifies the transformation that I actually went through. Um, and he's like, so I don't have a problem with it necessarily. Um, I, he never said that he wouldn't go back or whatever, but I was like, you know, I don't love it, but like, I could at least be like, okay, like if you feel like it's, you know, part of that, which may be just company line bullshit. Um, but right. like, I, I think there's like something to, to be said, like, okay, well, shit, I got myself into, into great shape and like, 
I am different than I was, you know, uh, over there. So maybe there's, I think he talked himself into it is I guess what I'm trying, <laughs> trying right. to say. So, um, cause, cause who gives a shit, especially if it's one name, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, right. that's the silliest part to me is like, if you're going to just use one name, just stick with Walter. What do, right. What do we do? He's more well known as Walter. Like, yeah. why not stick with that? Um, yeah, Clash of the Castle. Um, they finally, I forgot how much I loved the Bailey chant that they did at the beginning of the show. Yeah. I forgot how awesome that chant is. Um, trying to think of what else. Dom finally turning on his stepdad and fucking sticking up for Eddie one last time. Like, so that good. was kind of awesome. Not going to lie. I'm like, damn, they did a good job with that turn. Um, yeah. and Edge, Edge looked like, um, What's the cartoon character that like is like a Lucha Libre wrestler? Um, shit, mm. I forget. Somebody posted on on uh, Twitter, and I was freaking dying. So he did look just like him. I can't remember who it was though. But yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, that's so funny. He's he, man, Edge's facial expressions. He's top notch. He really is. He's so. I wish. I wish him and uh, Christian could have one more run together as a team, just see what they could do. Cause it would, like, that's like the one thing I feel like is missing in yes. the story is actually Christian not being there, which is so yeah. crazy to say because I'm absolutely loving what Christian is doing in AEW. Of course, yeah. Um, and then finally, the main event at Clash of the Castle. This is my one gripe. How do yeah. you not have Drew go over in that match? Yeah. I, yeah, I think because it's so weird. This like whole, I get the idea, right? We want to we want to show him as unbeatable so that someone beats him. But like that, you've done that. It's been two years, right? It's not. It's been six months when you're building this up. It's been two years. You can't do a title switch. Switch. You know, I, I don't want them to. Just, I wouldn't want them to just do a transitional like very quick switch. But like, you could do that. You book the show. Like it's your choice, right? <laughs> um. Go with the better, go with the better story here. And the, and like you said, like just giving that moment to Drew when he didn't get any of that for his championship runs. Like, no, none. It, it's again, if they made it for one title, he would have walked out. And I think they should have done that. And I think it's, 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 it's bad form is what I'll say. It's, it's, yeah, um, a, a really, uh, some amazing false finishes towards the end, but uh, but that yeah, that was um, that was that was upsetting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that crowd was awesome. I hope they go back there rather sooner than later. Um, Me too. It was just a fun. It was just a really fun show. That was probably the most fun I've had watching WWE in years. Like yeah. as much as I enjoyed WrestleMania this year, I think I enjoyed that more. Yeah, that, I think that's. How crazy is this? After everything that's gone on in 2022, fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled a fucking match. <laughs> and that's not even like, that's for God. like not right now. Yeah. Right. If it was just any <laughs> other year, that would be the number one thing that people would still be talking no. about right now. Yeah. It's um, just crazy. Yeah. Wild. Um. So, and then you want to talk about false finishes. Holy shit. Moving into All Out. Mm -hmm. The Acclaimed versus Swerve oh in Our Goodness. Glory. 
Yeah. Holy hell. In my opinion, that is the match of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah. And I what, never... what is and just like the the wherewithal from all four men involved to to slightly shift, right? To 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 really turn on the heat on um on on Swerve in Our Glory, like just just utmost professionalism to to make that call and just to like it, what a beautifully what a beautiful match the crowd as you know you were part of the crowd um absolutely made that atmosphere like holy shit uh yeah that was I so I took pictures and videos like throughout the entire night I did not take one picture or video during that match because I was just so just in a trance watching that match yeah. and I said to Katie and Katie. Katie can vouch for me on this because she was even like, I've never seen you get like this, like at a wrestling show before. I was so into that match that it felt like I was at a blues like playoff game. Like I was like feeling all the emotions. My stomach was dropping. I was like, I wanted the acclaim to win so bad. And I've never been more let down in my life as a wrestling fan than I was that night. (laughs) It's so it, it's so interesting too, because like like the way it came across on TV, like it was definitely like I think there was like a deflation feeling, right? Like oh, you could tell, yeah. like just like, oh shit. But I don't think it was like a, I don't think it was like a, um, it wasn't a bad decision. You know what I mean? Like right. I think it would have been really special for them to do the the change then, um, but like it wasn't exactly a bad decision and swerve is just doing work right now. Um, yeah, he is. And, and, of course, too, but, like, my goodness, Swerve is just, he's just, he's showing, uh, frankly, he's showing everyone, like, why um, Vince McMahon is the most out-of-touch person in the world. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, yep. I do anticipate, and I know we're not here yet, but I anticipate that change actually does come at, at Grand Slam. Oh, I think it has to. I, I think... I think the fans kind of like gave Tony Khan no choice but like to put the titles yeah. on the acclaimed. They yeah. they are arguably the most over tag team in the world right now. For sure. And it, it's all thanks to Daddy Ass. <laughs> yep. It's yep. insane. That chant is so over. It's not even funny how over that chant is. The them the <laughs> all of you, I will say, not them, all of you. <laughs> hijacking the basket our glory yeah. uh, or basket history chant uh was uh just perfection so if you go back and watch that match again at the very beginning of the match when there is a basket our glory chant you can faintly hear the uh oh scissor me daddy chant mm-hmm. in person that was a lot louder than the Basket in Our Glory. And I was really bummed. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Like, they're doing the Scissor Me Daddy. Dude, that, that's so much funnier. And then it was like 10 seconds later that it caught it on. Just, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Then I did not anticipate that it was going to happen throughout the entire match. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, then you got the just the false finishes. The storytelling in this match was A-plus top-notch. Yeah. Um, what did, did Meltzer give this a rating yet? Um, oh yeah, but I didn't see it. It wasn't five. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. It should have been a five star. Yeah. 
damn it, Meltzer, I liked you for a minute. Now I don't again anymore. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't think he gave it a five star. Um, but let me see if I can pull it up. Um, he gave it. Oh nope, that is not Meltzer. Uh, anyway, I'll look for this as we are. <laughs> as we're still chatting. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely coming at Grand Slam. Um, some other good matches of the night. I love the Kingston uh, Ishii match. That match was awesome. Uh, yeah, the crowd was really in for it, into it during that match. Um, even the hook match was fun, and he got finally got like some offense against him. It's mm-hmm. like it was good, but you can tell Hook needs just a little more work on his selling. I think a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's still gonna be freaking great. Um, what was the opener? Fell out. The yeah. opener was the last match, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I forget that? Um, Claudio is super fucking over. The uh-huh. Lucha Bros are super fucking over. Andrade still gets kind of just like a mixed like reaction. I don't know. I'm, it's weird because it feels like the crowd doesn't know how to react to him. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like is it his booking which could be causing that? Because sure. he's phenomenal in the ring, but he's still just kind of getting like that mixed to no reaction. Um, but it is very odd. I I don't know if it's like a too much damage has been done. And I don't even just mean from AEW. who like, yeah, I, I think the booking has, has not always been necessarily in his favor, but I also think it's not like, I mean, I hate to keep going back to this, but he's not shaving somebody's back. Right. Like, so I, it's like, <laughs> it's very weird. Like, yeah, it, 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 it's a bit odd that he hasn't caught on. and th- But then I also, like, he's got he's got a good character. He's got, uh, he's obviously excellent in the ring. Um, his promo skills are whatever. Like, they're, they're, they're not horrible, but, you know, they could certainly be better. Um, yeah. But that's, that's a language issue more than anything. Um, but he, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a case of, like, they have so much talent, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I think that that's that's a really difficult thing. Like you look at that card, we talked about this, but the the card is was stacked, and yeah. and I think that's maybe that's it. Like he's just a little lost in the shuffle because like there are bigger personalities and um and like obviously like people that um you know folks gravitate toward even if they're not like the supreme uh ring generals um so yeah it, 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 it's a little odd by the way i did find the uh the ratings and uh four and a half is what he went with fuck you melter give max caster a five-star match that's right uh, um, i will say it is uh the best rated match on the show tied with um the trios match oh yeah that match so it's <laughs> We'll circle back to the ladder match in a second because it's going to tie into the end, basically, um, for obvious reasons. Um, the trios match. After that match was over, I texted one of my friends. I was like, that might have been the greatest match I've ever seen in person. And then the acclaimed match happened. And I was like, scratch that. That was the greatest match I've ever seen in person. Um, that trios match was outstanding. It was. And it bums me out that the elite suspended, but I mean, just great storytelling with Hangman Adam Page kind of 
in the middle between the Dark Order and the Elite at the end, mm-hmm. with the Elite kind of being like, come back to us. Please come back to us. It almost looks like they're begging him now. Um, I just love that this story just – it's like re- it's like a real-life story. It's a real-life thing where it's like, what do I do? Like, is what's best for me? And as you got, like, the group of friends that know that they fucked up and they're trying to make things right and make things better. And God, I just love this story. The storyline has been phenomenal. Um, at first, I kind of thought that Hangman would maybe turn on the Dark Order and mm-hmm. – rejoin the elite and then i was kind of thinking does the dark order turn on hangman Mm. and where the elite has to make the save for hangman right and it feel it kind of feels like we might maybe might be doing that in a way um which i'm i'm okay with you know give us something different give us something that's like unexpected i guess you could say um Mm -hmm. i'm all for that and let's see, was anything was anything else noteworthy on the card before we get to the ladder match that coincides with the main event? Oh, I guess uh, Jericho and Danielson was kind of a flop, but yeah. Jericho seemed to really love that match. Like it's yeah. Yeah. like he loved that match. I mean, good for him. I mean, that's great. I mean, he's getting his confidence back. He's wrestling a lot more. I love to see it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, and he's really he stepped up as a leader. leader. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like something else happened on the. Oh, Jesus Christ! Christian Cage, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Apparently, the reasoning for that is because Christian needs surgery now. Yeah. What a bummer. That that yeah, it sucks. So that was the whole reason why the match was cut short and he only did two moves. Um, This is why they turned Luchasaurus back with Christian Cage. Mm -hmm. So that way they gave Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I guess, a story moving forward without Christian Cage being in the picture. I'm assuming Christian Cage is going to remain on TV, though, kind of like how he's been the last few months, which would explain why he hadn't been wrestling either. I think they were trying to weigh it off, hopefully hoping that he wouldn't need surgery. That that blows. Can we talk about how uh, Tony Khan jinxed himself uh, by saying they were going to be 100% after All Out? Right? Yeah. He totally did. Bastard. <laughs> um, but then we oh, go... Oh, uh, House of Black and oh. Malachi Black specifically. Yeah. Um, and we saw you know House of Black uh, did, did uh, take the loss there and Malachi Black, uh, you know, kind of gave his his farewells, or or maybe his see you later's. We'll see. Um, I have a lot of questions about what it means moving forward um, for uh, Brody and for and for Murphy, but um, it's and not, and I think they'll both be fine because they're extremely talented. Um, more storyline wise, what what that looks like for them, but um, you know, uh, all the best to to, to Malachi Black. Tommy and Alistair Black hope that he, uh, you know, can take care of the things that, that have been ailing him either uh, mentally or physically and um, that he can just, you know, be okay. Yep. Yep. Definitely agree. Um, yeah, it was weird in person. I saw him, like he stopped at the top. Well, so right before he stopped at the top of the stage, 
the whole house of black like went up to him gave him like a big group hug and they kind of held that position like for like a minute and as they went up the stage uh malachi was like behind the rest of them kind of looking out at the crowd and the crowd was like really starting to cheer for him and then he blew him a kiss took a bow and i looked at katie i was like oh i don't like that i don't like that at all like like you normally don't break character and take a bow unless it's your last match or you're taking a break for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. and it makes me, so here's, from what I've heard is that he's been granted his conditional release. Yep. So that basically means technically he's still with AEW, just not right. getting paid. Um, right. He is still listed on the roster page. He was mm-hmm. on the intro of the Rampage and Dynamite still. And apparently now, uh, AEW has filed for trademark for House of Black. So I'm just kind of, I'm assuming that he will be back. And I'm just, obviously, I think he's just taking a mental rest right now, which, right, all power to him. Um, and it also makes me wonder if, because Sting blew the mist in his face. So does that mean when he comes back, is his character going to be a little different? Is he not going to be right. doing? Is he not going to be a heel? Is this kind of like the end of that character to where he's finally freed? It's like Sting has the his own mist that frees him of like the poison or whatever that's poisoning his body, possessed mm-hmm. his body or whatever. Um, which I think would actually be hilarious if they actually went with that route. Yeah. Um, yeah, now I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do with Miro because I totally thought that Miro and Malachi were going to have a feud and it's kind of like I feel like he just has such bad luck right now yeah yeah I do too and I hope I hope there's some some good things in in Miro's future and um and and, you know obviously good things for House of Black too because they're uber talented and entertaining um and uh you know, Brody in particular can can more than hold his weight on on promos and um, just savagery. So um, yeah, I uh, it, it will be interesting to see the direction that, that all of that goes. Um, yeah. Um, now back to the ladder match. Yeah. The ending of the ladder match, the fan theory came true. Yep. Uh, Malcolm Bivens was indeed hired by MJF, contracted out uh, to help him win the Money in the Bank, or Money in the Bank, Jesus Christ, casino ladder match. Um, When the Rolling Stones song went off, I was just, I was in awe. I was like, I am legit on a movie set right now. Like, it was a movie scene. And watching it back, it just gets, that part just gets better and better every time you watch it. They hit a home run with that. It was perfect. I don't think you can get any more perfect than that. I agree. And I saw a tweet that said, one AEW wrestling fan, oh, that's totally MJF because of the song, it fits with the the devil story, (laughs) blah, blah. Other AEW fan, oh, that's MJF, I can tell by his ass. (laughs) Yeah. At the show. This is fucking great. At the show, I turned to Katie. I go, oh, that's totally MJF because, you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you believe he didn't exist. And she's like, ah, yeah, 
She's like, I knew it was him because I could tell by his butt. I was like, oh my God, that's so true. (laughs) So funny. That's amazing. (laughs) It is. It was so perfect. Like when I saw that tweet, I was like, no way. (laughs) We weren't the only ones, but, um, that's so funny. It was so well done. Then you had the Moxley punk match. What that crowd atmosphere was awesome. There wasn't, Mm -hmm. there was not one person sitting down the entire match. Um, Moxley coming out right next to my seat. That's the only thing I wish I would have done differently is brought a Moxley sign. Even though I totally would have been public enemy number one in that building. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and it's funny, you can see me, which you saw me with the acclaim sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can actually see me in the background as well. Um, when Moxley's coming out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that crowd atmosphere was just insane. It was great. Punk apparently got injured halfway through the match, which actually makes a lot of sense. There were some moves where I thought he was struggling with holding up Moxley for the GTS. Mm-hmm. Um, Punk gets the win after the match. When the lights go out and that Tony Khan voicemail kicks on, I was just, again, in awe of just how they're pulling this off, that MJF, the crowd erupts. That crowd pop was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the devil's back. Devil's back. Yeah. All the shit happens. Fast forward to dynamite now. And now it's like, okay, now what do we do? Because <laughs> I feel yeah. bad for MJF here because it seems like he was going to win the title at Grand Slam. Yep. And now that's not that's happening. Sense. Yeah. Now you got a tournament taking place. Um, to which Chris Jericho spoiled the Danielson um, <laughs> hangman match, which was so funny. To me, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, because yeah. it took me a second, like, wait a minute. Can you just say he's going to beat Danielson next week? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would, I just wish I could have been backstage and see his face just be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. My bad. But um, who do you think is going to win the tournament? Uh, yeah, it's a good question because I feel like, I feel like they, they absolutely could go the safe route and just do Mox again. I don't think they will. I think the final will be Danielson and Mox and I think Danielson will win. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Um, I think that's the way you have to go. You can, I, in my opinion, if you do that with Moxley, I feel like he's going to lose a little credibility as a top guy. Not as a yeah. top guy, but just as a believable badass if he loses it that quickly again. I agree. Um, Danielson, I think, is your I think is your go-to route, and that way you can finally say, hey, like, Danielson, you know, he's now a world champion in AEW along, along with WWE as well. Yep. And Full Gear is taking place in New Jersey, which I'm assuming is where MJF is now going to win the world title. Yep. Agreed. And long overdue win the world title. Um, still upset that that's not St. Louis, but can't get what you want, I guess, as the Rolling Stones once said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, moving forward, it's totally a reset button. Had to have been hit this past week due to the circumstances. Um it felt a little strange 
in my opinion, Wednesday night. Like the wrestlers looked like they were yeah. kind of pumped up, but the show itself still felt strange. Yeah, I think there was just still like a cloud over it, you know, yeah. and I think people still didn't know exactly what was going on with everything. And we still don't, right? But um, so there's a lot of questions. There was a lot of like, yeah, we're excited for MJF, but we already know about all these other weird things that are going on. And we don't really know what's going to happen with, um, you know, with the titles. And I, I think there was a lot of like, there was there were so many questions and there's no way to answer all of them like in a satisfying way necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, it, it was it was hard. And I, 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 I feel for uh, for, you know, the, the, the talent because that was a it, it was like I feel like they were giving their all. I feel like the action was good. It just felt off. Like yes. it just felt, yeah. It felt extremely off. Uh, Danielson Hangman was stiff but great. Um, yeah. Moving forward, it's going to be a little different for the next few weeks. I'm looking forward to Grand Slam. Uh, apparently, they're not selling that many tickets for Grand Slam as, a, as they did the first time around. Yeah. And I'm wondering if any of this backstage drama has anything to do with that now that they know that. Punk won't be there. Um, I think it'll still be fine. I think they'll still sell a decent amount of tickets. It's still going to be a great show. Yeah. Um, It's a weird time for AEW right now. It really is. It's weird to say that it's flipped, where WWE is like the happy like company right now, while AEW is like the pissed off, angry company now. It's like, like you said, 2022. Can't get any weirder. Yeah, um, it, and it, it's super weird. But like, here's the other thing: like, WWE like objectively has been better lately. Mm-hmm. But I would say like outside of Clash, it's not like it's not like it's setting the world on fire. No, it's um, not. I also feel like there's just a lot of like. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it, but like the returns have been. Uh, you know, sub subpar overall. Um, you know, I I like I like Dexter Loomis, but they're spending a lot of time and and main events and things like that on a a character that's never going to be the main event. Right. Uh, I it, it's just been really odd, you know. And I think like yeah braun coming back is what it is like he was literally tailor-made to be a wwe guy like that's not surprising um but like it doesn't do anything for me no it doesn't um, do anything for me either and now apparently they're trying like a powerbomb symphony with him oh my god i know i was like are you kidding me um yeah <laughs> um his powerbombs aren't even as good so that's <laughs> you know but you also know my affinity is for sid so no one powerbombs like sid but still um it's yeah it's uh i don't know it's very weird so i just i feel like while things are better like uh i don't know they're almost getting graded on a curve right because it's like anything is better than what they were doing but i I don't know it's um i think they can get back i think like there's you know we're, we're about to hit the we're about to hit the hard season um with with uh survivor series and rumble and uh and wrestlemania but i I think that's the real test because I just feel underwhelmed overall. Um, yeah. And so if they can, you know, pull some things together and, and make some good stuff. And again, like the shows aren't bad. They're just not, 
it's just not for me. And like, that's okay, but it just is what it is. I agree with you hundred percent. I tried watching Raw last night and I was, I just could not get into it. I don't know if yeah. it's because it's three hours and you just kind of have like, like as much as it's changed and it's gone, there's a lot more wrestling on the show. I will say that, but at the same time, it's, it's just changed into and morphed into the NXT black and gold. And yeah. it's a now, instead of dumb segments, it's a lot of matches with no true meaning behind the matches. Yep. Yep. And, you know, maybe over time that will change, and I hope it does. But as of right now, I agree with you. It's just, it's just not for me. There's nothing, there's nothing to it. Um, but I just, like, I can get just as much from watching the, the clips. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. that's the thing. Like, I want to watch the full AEW show. I don't have the desire most times to watch the full WWE show because here's what I'm watching. I'm watching Kevin Owens, who cut a hell of a promo last night. I'm watching Sami Zayn, uh, the greatest sports entertainer in the world. <laughs> um, you know, like, those are the things that, like, I, I'm I'm somewhat invested in seeing where they, because I just, I, I'm, I guess I'm holding out hope. I don't even know if hope is the right word. Right. I'm, I'm somewhat, like, interested in what they're doing with damage control and whether or not uh, Sasha and Naomi come back. Um, but, like, there's just not a lot of stuff that I was, I was very much into uh, Riddle Rollins. We didn't talk about that at Clash, but I was oh, yeah. very much into, into that. And I was very, and I'm very much into the Imperium versus the Brawling Brutes. But other than that, like, I mean, that's, that's literally what, five total segments throughout the week. Like that's not <coughs> enough for me to sit there and watch a three hour show. Right. 100%. And it's like, and what was it? Why? Why put the titles on, um, what's her name, Alea and uh, Rachel Gonzalez? Oh Why put the yeah. titles on them if you're just going to flip them to uh, EO Sky and uh, Dakota Kai? Like, what's it, the... Yeah, it, yeah. I, this seems to be his MO with the women's tag titles. Uh, so I don't know what, what his issue is. I mean, it was the same with the NXT women's tag titles. Um, so it... it I don't know what his deal is with that, but yeah, it's, it was weird. Like, I don't know. It was, it was like, a, it was just one of those, like, it's a swerve, bro. Like, no, it's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, no, it looks like he doesn't know what to do with them. And he can't make up his mind on who he wants to be the champion. Like, exactly. Um, yeah. And last, last thing before we get out of here, Rampage this past week featured a great match between Claudio Castanoli and Dax Harwood for the Ring of Honor world title. And mm-hmm. here he goes again. Dax Harwood, he's off and running again. I love him. He's, uh, I know, we count him out, and then he jumps right back in. And, um, man, he's he's having some good, what a, what a good match, man. That was another one that just, like, just hard hitting, but, um, you know, obviously, like, two, two guys who just get wrestling. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, yep. they just... They're they're wrestlers, wrestlers. Those those guys right there. And I'll tell you what, I you know I'm very proud of my hair, and I want to keep it forever. But goddamn, if I looked like either one of them, I might consider it. Uh, <laughs> Katie keeps telling me she's like she's like I know you're I know you subconscious about your hair, but I swear, I think you might look like Claudio if you shave your head. And I'm like, no, nobody looks like Claudio. Claudio's a good looking nope. man. Don't tell me that. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, the man looks like James Bond. Uh, so really does. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. All right, let's hit him with the one, two, three, finish, and let's get on out of here, out of this cursed fucking episode. <laughs> but we're finally through it, maybe. Hopefully, everything works out. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so my first is just congratulations to Daniel Garcia. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> in the pure title in an excellent match with Wheeler Yuta. Um, and, you know, just the, the good story they're telling with, with him and, and Jericho and Danielson, it continues. And, um, yeah, just a, just, um, young guy that, um, frankly, like, love to see him put on like 20 pounds just just for himself right like um but he is so good man he's he's so they got so many good young guys there they really Um, do gonna be fine (laughs) regardless of how all of this turns out um number two is uh just mox man like they this this guy is their their heart and soul and um you know he is the, the guy they call on for everything, you know, this guy looks like he was about to take a vacation and they said, you got to get your ass back here because we don't have anybody else. Right. Um, and he just goes out there and, you know, he, he just does it every time. He's at the top of his game and every single piece of what he does in this business, um, he looks great. He seems happy, uh, which is, we know, very important after the last year that he's had. Um, so just, just some, some, appreciation for for john moxley because he's just he's just so good um and number three uh just the gift that keeps on giving which is william regal's love for excalibur (laughs) holy cow i wish that like i'm telling you like i i need to start doing that i need to start talking to my wife the way william regal talks to excalibur um because my goodness this man loves the man in the mask yeah he does Man in the mask, looking scrumptious as ever. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I showed Katie that the other day because she hadn't seen it before, and she was just like, that's like sexual harassment. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Don't ruin this so, for me. It's so funny every time. Um, my number one shout-out to MJF. Welcome back. Um, I'm so excited to watch him finally get what's deserved, and that's the world title. Um, number two, shout out to Walter and Seamus. I mean, that match was just great. And my third shout out is to the acclaimed and daddy ass. I mean, they're bringing me back to my childhood. Like they're bringing me back to getting in trouble in second grade for doing the suck it. And now I have people at my work, people at my job every day when I come in, almost everybody at my job now will be, will say scissor me daddy ass to me. <laughs> and it's oh, fucking hilarious. One of the guys said, "Hey, scissor me ass, daddy." And the two women in the room said, "Wait, isn't it daddy ass?" Like, <laughs> like this awesome. is. I'm like, what? What a world I'm living in right now. I got the daddy ass thing over at work. <laughs> and and here, you know what? Uh, the the thing that we haven't necessarily talked about. Uh, the real winners. Of the Monday Night War is DX. Yes, thousand percent. Triple H and Shawn Michaels running WWE. Billy Gunn in the most overact in AEW right now, um, and still looks amazing. 
I, I like this man is is a a genetic wonder. Like I, insane. It's insane. Um, this guy he's, is Sting's age, and he <laughs> and he looks like one of the young guys. Um, he's fifty eight years old. Like that's insane. He, <laughs> It's it's uh it, it's wild. Um, and then Road Dog begging for a job, and I think eventually got one. But you know, uh, it can't all be perfect, right? Yeah, it's like the Xbox coolest shit on Twitter right now, like calling out just what needs to be called out, and then you have Road Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't can't all be great, but <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Also, um, I want to say it was a good title run while it lasted thomas uh listen this is this is controversial because i lost uh on the tiebreaker uh but i'll own it um and uh you know i um you know i'm just sick of working with a bunch of fucking children (laughs) (laughs) dude i was doing so good i was like at a perfect streak and i'm like i might win the title and then the fucking powerhouse hobbs match happened and i was like Uh god damn it like yeah, um, that, was, uh, that was that was a rough one. But uh, you have a chance to win back your title because next week is Grand Slam, and we're gonna do the fucking predictions for Grand yeah. Slam next week. We're gonna start doing the mini pay per views on television now, so that way, so more titles out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He came with what? me to the to the Twenty One Pilots concert on Saturday night, and he kicked down my door in my house and he said, where's my fucking title? And I bit him. <laughs> As Katie was trying to get Garth out of the way. Yeah, no, right, I yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Katie, <laughs> yeah, Katie picked up Garth. Wayne just doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Wayne got suspended even though he's just sitting there. <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, well, I hope this works out. Uh, <laughs> I hope that the recording sounds good. If if it does, I think we found a new way to record. I mean, this was easy. Yeah, super easy. Um, well, anyway, you can find us at www.anythingrecredible.com for all your uh, podcasts and network needs. Make sure to go subscribe and follow all the podcasts on that website. Uh, make sure to go check out com Coming soon, the offended new offended t-shirt. And I'm Kind of talking oh, yeah. to him about maybe a, a wrestling wrap-up shirt, too, to be thrown on there. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. I did just order a couple shirts from Cabas, waiting for it to come in. So uh, excited to uh, excited to get some. Yep, I saw your name pop up on the order sheet the other day. I was like, hell yeah. And I meant to text you then. I forgot what I was doing. But I was like, oh, I'll text him in a little bit. And then yeah. I just now realized that I never texted you to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All good. So, thank you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, check out all that. Offended coming back pretty soon, probably next week. Uh, Finally get back into the swing of things with that. Now that everything's slowly winding down again, going back to normal for me. Yeah. Shit's been crazy this past few weeks. Um, What else am I missing? Oh, I'm so bad at doing doing the ends now. It's not even funny. (laughs) Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. Make sure to go follow the Offended Podcast at Offended Pod and all social media platforms. And you can follow Thomas on Twitter at Thomas underscore Raglan. Maybe what's your bliss will come back one day, but we're still on indefinite hiatus. <laughs> oh, you're 
suspended indefinitely, like the Young Bucks. It's fine. Yep, exactly. Uh, once uh, once my tricep heals, maybe I'll <laughs> come back. Um, be on the lookout. It seems like the ball is slowly moving forward for the arcade draft for the whole uh, Anything But Credible yeah. Network guys to jump on. Um, I think I feel like we have some big things brewing. I feel like it's slowly brewing. Like yeah. somebody just turned on the oven. We're waiting for the water to boil a little bit, but it's 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 a start. So I'm I start. agree. I think we're I think we're getting there. <laughs> we're totally we're totally getting there. Anyway, Thomas, pleasure as always. Same to you, sir. Uh, let's go Cardinals. Let's hope Pools hits 700 before uh, the end of the season. It's gotta happen. We got we gotta let this happen. What are we doing here? Right. Um. And our wrestling wrap up with our draft is coming up soon. We just gotta we just gotta come down with a date that we can do it to where we can free up probably like two hours worth of time. <laughs> For sure. And maybe we do a review on Grand Slam. Who knows? Love it. We'll Love see. It. We will see. Well, for anyways, for Thomas, I'm Tricky. This has been the Wrestling Wrap-Up presented by the Anything Incredible Network. We will see you guys next time. See ya. See ya. So